the ninth day of the month. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it, until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. James 5, verses 7 through 8. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. 2 Peter 3, verse 8. Today we consider patience as a fruit of the Spirit. As technology presents us with newer and even speedier labor-saving gadgets, we become less and less practiced at patience. We wonder why it takes several seconds to place a phone call to someone half a world away, forgetting that not very long ago it took months to convey a message that distance by ship and an equal amount of time to receive a reply. Small wonder that we are strangers to the petition of the hymn writer George Crowley, Teach Me the Patience of Unanswered Prayer. Throughout this day, take notice of your own patience or lack thereof. Ask God for greater patience, but also for the quality that underlies it, trust. Frame for trust in the graciousness of God, whose schedule may not fit our own, but whose will is always directed toward our good. Opening Prayer Eternal God, you cannot be constrained by our ways of counting time. Grant us, therefore, patient endurance and steadfast trust, so that we may wait for you without faltering and as witnesses to others may serve you without hesitation, in good times or ill, for the sake of Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Amen. Psalm 13 Long enough, God, you've ignored me long enough. I've looked at the back of your head long enough. Long enough I've carried this ton of trouble lived with a stomach full of pain. Long enough my arrogant enemies have looked down their noses at me. Take a good look at me, God, my God. I want to look life in the eye so no enemy can get the best of me or laugh when I fall on my face. I've thrown myself headlong into your arms. I'm celebrating your rescue. I'm singing at the top of my lungs. I'm so full of answered prayers. From the book of Genesis, chapter 42, verses 29 through 38. When they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man whom the Lord spoke harshly with us and took us for spies of the country. But we said to them, We are honest men. We are not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our fathers. One is no longer alive, and the youngest is with our father today in the land of Canaan. The man, the Lord of the land, said to us, By this I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your households, and go. But bring your youngest brother to me, that I may know that you are not spies, but honest men. I will give your brother to you, and you may trade in the land. Now it came about, as they were emptying their sacks, that, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were dismayed. Their father Jacob said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more, and you would take Benjamin? All these things are against me. 
Then Reuben spoke to his father, saying, You may put up two sons to death if I do not bring back to you. Put him in my care, and I will return him to you. But Jacob said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he alone is left. If harm should befall him on the journey you are taking, then you will bring my gray hair down to Sheol in sorrow. From 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. All things are lawful to me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. Food is for the stomach and the stomach is for food, but God will not do away with both of them. Yet the body is not for immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. Now God has not only raised the church, but also raised up through his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take away the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? May it never be. Or do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says, the two shall become flesh. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price? Therefore, glorify God in your body. From the Gospel of Mark, the fourth chapter, verses 21 through 34. And he was saying to them, A lamp is not brought to be put under a basket or under a bed. Is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was saying to them, Take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given you besides. For whoever has, to him more shall be given, and whoever does not have, even that he has shall be taken away from him. And he was saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil, and he goes to bed at night and gets up by day, and the seed sprouts and grows. How he himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he said, How shall we picture the kingdom of God, or by what parable shall we present it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the soil, though it is smaller than all the seeds that are upon the soil, yet when it is grown... It grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and forms large branches so that the birds of the air can nest under its shade. With many such parables, he was speaking the word to them so far as they were able to hear it, and he did not speak to them without a parable, but he was explaining everything privately to his own disciples. This is the reading of the word of God for the power of God. Praise be to God. Thursday's prayer. God, your glory calls your people to adoration daily. Guide and inspire all who plan and who will take leadership in the worship of our congregation when again we gather in prayer on the Lord's Day. To musicians, 
lectors, preachers, and all others, give a full measure of your Holy Spirit, that they may glorify not themselves but you. Prepare my heart and the hearts of all your people to receive their ministries with joy and gratitude to you, and extravagant generosity toward others. This we pray through Christ the Risen One. Amen. A prayer entitled The Subway by Michael Kuist. Lord, the last one squeezes in. The door rolls shut. The subway rumbles off. I can't move. I'm no longer an individual but a crowd. A crowd that moves in one piece like jellied soup in its can. A nameless and indifferent crowd, probably far from you, Lord. I am one with the crowd and I see why it's sometimes hard for me to rise higher. This crowd is heavy, leaden soles on my feet, my slow feet, a crowd too large for my overburdened skiff. Yet, Lord, I have no right to overlook these people. They are my brothers, and I cannot save myself alone. Lord, since you wish it, I shall head for heaven in the subway. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. 